Hi, everyone, and welcome to Spill It, the Gwinnett County Public Library's podcast all about YA literature, where two of us love YA and one does not. I'm Catherine, Teen Services Librarian, and I love YA. I'm Patty, Youth Services Manager, and I also love YA. And I'm Sarah, Youth Services Specialist. I love libraries. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Even the YA section. I also love libraries. (laughs) (laughs) I think maybe that's one thing the three of us agree on. Yeah, I think we can all agree on that one. You know, we agree on many things. We just don't talk about them on a podcast. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Well, I finally finished that book I talked about in the last episode, This is the Way the World Ends by Jen Wilde. But I'm going to talk more about it later because I promised everybody I would say whether it was a good read-alike for last episode and whether it actually works for this one, too. Okay. Okay. Sarah, what are you reading? I am reading a book called Five Total Strangers by Natalie D. Richards, and it is about uh, a high school girl flying home on Christmas Eve, um, but then her plane gets grounded due to a massive snowstorm blizzard, and so she ends up meeting up with the girl that she met on the plane and three other young people, and they're going to rent a car and drive to their destination. But of course, not necessarily a great idea because of all the snow and bad weather. And the five of them don't really know each other at all. And then I haven't reached this part in the book yet, but it becomes obvious that one of them at least is up to something nefarious. I was going to say this sounds really familiar. I've either read a book similar or I was looking at that book to read, Mm. but I know the premise. It sounds intriguing. I like it. What about you, Patty? I am currently reading the sequel to These Violent Delights, which is um, Our Violent Ends by Chloe Gong. And, um, you know, we talked about (laughs) the first book. And the second book takes, it starts three, I think it's three months after the events of the first book, which I feel is an odd choice because, like, at the end of that first book, it's like, upon my death, release them all. And you're like, oh, everything's going to immediately be overrun with horrible brain taking over bugs or whatever. And apparently that's not what happens because we're three months later we're like, you know, oh. dealing with stuff. But they're dealing with everything that happened in the first book and um, I'm enjoying it. Uh, I don't want to say too much about it because saying too much about it will spoil the end of the last book because stuff happens. <laughs> But I'm interested to see how this all wraps up. Um, you think the evil bugs and monster were like, eh, we'll get to it. We're busy. And I just want to see how that one character comes back that I'm not going <laughs> to say who. I'll just say it like that. So. There is a scene in there that I think you would particularly like because one character is not supposed to be around or he's not. And they are. And they're trying to help out other characters without the other characters realizing that they are there. And it leads to some amusing to me, at least uh, hijinks and things. Mm. So I find it entertaining. So, um, but yeah, I, I, I'm enjoying it. I'm waiting to see if Roma and Juliet's fate is the same as Romeo and Juliet's fate. So I'm kind of curious to see who ends up alive and who ends up dead at the end of this book. All right. So Catherine, I think you had the book choice for us this time. I did. I chose No Accident by Laura Bates. And 
like I said last episode, I pretty much just chose it based on the cover. It looked mm. really intriguing to me. It it has like a tropical or maybe a summery vibe because it's in the ocean. You can see, I guess we'll talk about the cover later, but that's why I picked it. Why don't you tell us what it's about? Why don't I? Here's the publisher's description. No matter how you try to hide it, the truth will always come out. When a small plane crash ends with a group of seven teens washed up on a deserted island, their first thought is survival. With supplies dwindling and the fear of being stranded forever becoming more of a reality, they quickly discover that being the most popular kid in high school doesn't help when you're fighting to stay alive. And when strange and terrifying accidents start to occur all around them, the group realizes that they are being targeted by someone who was on the plane and that the island isn't their only danger. A terrible secret from a party the night before the flight has followed them ashore, and it's clear that someone is looking for justice. Now, survival depends on facing the truth about the party, who was hurt that night, and who let it happen. I did not read the publisher's description before I chose the book. (laughs) (laughs) You really just chose this book entirely based on the cover. Okay. And the title, I'm guessing. Well, and the title, yeah, because it's no accident. It's got the... You can see the ocean. There's a hand kind of reaching out from under the water. So I showed this cover to my friend and I said, it's about a plane crash. And she said, do they then immediately drown? It does look like this person is drowning. Probably it's like they're, they're reaching out their hand to be like, save me. But you can see the deserted Island in the background. Um, It's kind of like, I guess it's a sunset because it's orangey yellow. Fiery red sky. Yeah. Did we say who this was by? I yes. Did. Okay, I couldn't remember. Laura Bates. It's very just Laura Bates on the cover. Did it live up to my expectations? Eh, sort of. There was intrigue. It was more thriller than the last episode, which is what I was looking for in the last episode. So it did it did give me that. I'll okay, that. okay. Did anybody else have thoughts right off the bat? This, I can tell you right now, is not a book for me. I didn't think it would be. Um, <laughs> Sorry. And no, no, no. <laughs> I, and I'm, I'm going to go a little into why, but I, before I go into why this is not a book for me, a 40-something-year-old woman, I will say that I think I would give this to teens no problem. Like, I can think of some teens that could read it, and maybe should read it. Um, but for me, a woman who has lived all of her life as a woman and who lived deeply on the internet during Brent Kavanaugh's trials and has heard quite a lot about sexual assault. I was going to say, I could have probably used some trigger warnings before I started because I didn't quite realize where it was going based on just the cover. Mm -hmm. And maybe if you had read the publisher's maybe, but... (laughs) I, I even that didn't tell me how deep we were gonna go. So okay, you can cut this part out, but I told Sarah earlier, I said this book was like being lectured by a teenage pompous teenage girl about how hard it is to be a woman and everything you have to go through was uh, drove me insane. I hate the last 40 pages of this book with a burning fire. Now, I, I think it would be okay to keep that in there. Okay. I just... You're not saying anything untrue, so... It felt like it's very... Um, okay. I will say this about this book. The reason I think teens... It's, it's one of those books that I think 
isn't even so much, um, yes, it's a story. I kept telling Sarah earlier, it reminds me of a morality play. Like these characters aren't particularly well-developed. They're not characters. They're very much archetypes and they're, they yeah. have their own place. They are telling this tale that you take a lesson from. And it, I didn't like, because I don't get any character development really, I don't like any of them. I could have cared less if they ever got off this island. Mm. Um, but that's not the point. Like the point is to they're on this island so that they can enact this story and, and teach you about sexual assault. Yeah. Yeah. I think to me, the book felt like three different books. The whole first half of this book is really just about them surviving. So if you want to know how to survive when you're lost in the wilderness with no access to your regular things, read the first half of this book because it's full of helpful tips. It really is. On how you can, you know, navigate some of those situations. Then most of the second half of the book is the mystery part of the who done what to whom. And then the last, like you said, the last several pages of the book are a lecture or, you know, a speech basically about, you know, women and their treatment in society and the problems that there are for them. And it almost felt to me like the speech was a priority for the author. And maybe she tried to find a way that she could like work that into a book. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know if you read the author's note, but it talks about that. Like she talks about how she's visited schools, universities, et cetera. And she deals with um, encountering girls that tell these stories over and over and over again and how that, you know, kind of obviously and rightfully so bothered her that the kinds of things that women and girls have to deal with. And so that's sort of why she wrote it. But to me, it feels a little bit too much like this. Like it, these are important social commentaries to have and to read and to be aware of. But like, I think there were also important social commentaries happening in Promise Boys, but it was handled more deftly. And this is kind of like blunt, very blunt hitting you over the head this is what you need to pay attention to read the last part of this book all of this was just to tell you this Mm -hmm. whereas I felt like the other one those things were there but it was woven into the story more in a natural way if that makes sense no it does I I I agree can't decide if I feel I that I agree with you because how how do I phrase this for me nothing that was revealed in this book is new information. Mm -hmm. Having just existed in the world as a woman (laughs) for many years. (laughs) Um, So I'm like, I don't even, I don't, I don't have any, I didn't, I'm like, I don't want to read this. I already know this, but I do wonder for like a teen girl who is just kind of, like they already know because they've already experienced some of this stuff. You know they have. By the mm-hmm. time you're a teenager, you've already been yelled at by a dude in like out the window of his car, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I do wonder if if reading this, if I was a teen girl reading this and getting that, this is, it's not just me. This happens to everyone. Um, I don't know if I would... If I, if I would find that empowering or if I would find that annoying or if I would be just angry or I, I, I think I would have a different reaction to this book if I were a actual teenager, which is who this book is written for. Um, 
it's very like being on Tumblr in 2019. That's <laughs> what I felt this book was like. And even the beginning, the beginning parts, like I do agree with you. Like, man, you want to know how to survive on a on an island after a plane crash? Some good advice. Although I did feel like a little bit of, I felt a little like one. These teenagers are way too. Um, relaxed about being survivors of a plane crash on an island like yes they're doing things but they're also like I would be one freaking out and two completely and totally too busy focusing on like how do I live to like talk about anything or think about anything else like it would be all survival yeah um they are not they're a little more chill (laughs) they are kind of somewhat more relaxed so sure they're going to be rescued right Well, because this island is supposed to be in the Gulf of Mexico. I yeah. went to, I meant to look up. How many are islands? there undiscovered <laughs> islands in the Gulf of Mexico? But, you know, then I was like, well, the definition of undiscovered, Sarah, <laughs> is that they don't know. <laughs> so <laughs> I just think about all those people that like, I mean, you know, plane to crash all the time and they never find the survivors. Yeah. And I'm like, I yeah. would not. Have when, automatically assumed. When they were like, oh, they'll be looking for us. I was like, are they going to be looking for you? They're going to assume you went down in the Gulf. They're not going to assume that was an island. Somebody will be looking for you. Maybe, Maybe. the wreckage. They'll be looking for But the they're wreckage. not going to be like, we better hurry because they might still be alive. <laughs> right. But anyway. Although this was, um, I was trying to figure out, I was like, are all the guys on the basketball team white guys? Yes. Which I was on like. On that plane. Plane. Yeah. That was just part I, of the team, though. I also, you know, the fact that um, Haley, the main character, keeps saying, like, these girls are popular. I don't know why they're hanging with me. And I'm like, yeah, why are they hanging with you? There's only seven of you, and you're one of them, and you're acting and like. And you're on the cheerleading Yeah, team and the, you're acting like they, they, are don't, also they don't like you, and you're but nervous. I mean, you know, the, the worst cheerleader of the cheerleaders, because she just tried out for cheerleading so she could get into Harvard or whatever. Okay, then those girls would not be hanging out with her. I'm, I'm just saying, based yeah. on my, you know, experience with teenagers. Well, they'd be hanging out with her on the island. There would be, well, on the island, but like she wouldn't be on the plane. No. And she wouldn't be, there's a flashback where she's thinking about the time they sat in the restaurant together and stuff. And I'm like, she would not be in the booth with them. They, if true. they are the queen bees, they would have some other flunky queen bee with them. It's very true. But whatever, that's, that wouldn't. Maybe the rest of the squad is losers and that's why they're on the other. <laughs> Even more. <laughs> the plane that did land. There's the a hierarchy fine. here. They're the, they're the good people. barely better than them. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, so anyway, I was like, I was thinking about the whole time. I was like, this is a, a private plane of well-off, very attractive teenagers. It's going to be all over the news. <laughs> true. People are going to be tired. They're, they're going to have to find And one this. of them is super rich. Yes. So, so this would be all over the news. I, I also, another issue I had with it was um, for a book that's supposed to be about like women empowerment, I would guess to some degree, or at least like the injustices against women, the only reason they survive is one of the male characters. He is the one that like knows all the tricks. And it, how hard would it have been to just write a Girl Scout in instead of a Boy Scout? That knew all the camping, like, oh, I camped with my family well, all the time. Well, later, one of the, the girls, tricks. but she was kind of incapacitated at the beginning. But they should have, like, flipped that she around. She knew, like, one thing. I I guess. And he knew, like, oh, this is where we go to eat, and this is what we should be doing next, and this is how we build a shelter, and this is how yeah. we hunt for fish. And, like, he knew yep. everything, and I, which, great, 
great for him. But if your if your lesson is women deserve to be treated better, You're like right. why make him the hero? You I know? also think he was the most developed character. He was even though he wasn't right? the main <laughs> character. Yeah, he's the most interesting character in this. But book you learned way more about Elliot than yeah. you learned even about Haley. Yeah, and more nuanced. I think. Yeah, yeah. Because someone had to get them through this thing because they won't die immediately. It, it was just interesting to me that like not the main character. And the main character is too busy, like, I can't think of the word I want. Angsting? Moralizing? <laughs> and trying then, to solve a and mystery. And then trying to solve a mystery. That, I don't know about you, but I felt like was fairly obvious. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> it wasn't supposed to be that difficult to solve, because then you have to have the trial where they all discuss how they feel about her. It just felt that, like yeah. if you've got... Seven people, seven people that it could be. You're going to assume it's not the protagonist. If, you know, she hasn't had like a memory lapse and it's really her that's doing it. Okay, so now you've got six people left. You talk about how five of those people could have done it and you never mention number six. It's number six. They never, like, it, it was like so obvious to me that this person was overlooked also, as a suspect. Also, the ones that things are happening to probably is isn't the one, but like I, who knows? Well, things kind of happen to all of them, and but it, just every time Haley was talking about who could have done it, she'd be like, "Is it Jim? Is it Bo? Is it Lisa?" Not the character's actual name. Yeah, cricket, cricket, <laughs> cricket. Is it Marjorie? No, we're not going to mention Marjorie. Don't bring her up. That might make people think it's Marjorie, and that would tip our hand. Marjorie's perfect. She'd never do anything wrong. Yeah, none of these are the real characters' names except for Haley. Um, I also loved it. Like right at the very beginning, I was, I was like, uh, "Where is like page? I don't know, six, six, page six. She says, in the years afterwards, when Haley thinks back to that afternoon, she will only be able to see it in snatches. And I'm like, well, Haley lives and apparently survives and is rescued. I know. <laughs> I kept waiting for that, like, at the end, for there to be, like, a flash forward mm. to the mm -hmm. years later. Do these children never learn weren't. anything? Because it feels like the boys do not learn really anything. Yeah, because really, they didn't change their minds. They just got outvoted. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Elliot ingests some of this internally and maybe thinks about some things. But uh, Jim and Brian or James and Jason. Brian? Jason. Jason. I was like, whatever his name is. I can't, I can't remember. <laughs> I'm telling you, too, as soon as I see a character with a J name, <laughs> a male J name, he's going to be a word I can't a jerk. say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I found him annoying, but I found Brian worse. I will not tell any of the men in my family that. I mean, in a, in a <laughs> no, broker I, I show, just, not in real life. I know. I was like, wait, Maybe. I've only, <laughs> how many guys have I dated whose names have started with Jay? Mm, a lot. Um. <laughs> John is an exception in literature and like oh, fiction. Well, good. There but you when, go. But when you see My family fiction, people, you're okay. You're okay. <laughs> Whenever I see fiction and the dude's name is Jason or Jake or Justin, I just know. <laughs> He is not going to be a good guy. <laughs> They're a D, and you can take that yeah. any, any variety you want. <laughs> now I'm going to like have to like go back and like I'm pay attention to this now when I read books. Thanks, Sarah. Welcome, Jax. Remember him? <laughs> Jerk, jerkhead. 
this is, I want to try to remember this later so that how will you ever forget now I know because now I do want to find out I'm like okay your name starts with J but quite mm. frankly not in real life no I in a book I'm saying when I'm but reading a book, book yeah I found Brian to be the worst human being right. on the face of the planet. I was going to say that too. And quite frankly, if he had been eaten by a shark, I wouldn't have minded. <laughs> like he is definitely your bro dude. Oh like, my gosh. And he, he did not understand. And I'm like, look guys, if you have to explain the concept of, of like, okay, not just consent, but like, oh God, I just, I can't, I can't go into this again. Cause I'll just get mad. Cause well, I got mad when and, I read this book. Not only that, he just seemed like a big, Dunderhead. That's what I was <laughs> because it dense. was like he like, did not know, he get that, that they're on trapped on an island and like this they could maybe, die. Maybe and he has like he is unconscious for a large I was part of the say beginning. He did I, have a maybe because like he has a head injury. Intense head injury. I was surprised. I kept waiting for him to keel over because I'm like he has got to be internally bleeding into his brain. Like he's going to collapse soon. He was right? unconscious for. Mm-hmm. Over a day. Yeah. I was so. like, this man would be dead. And then woke up and was like, I'm eating all the food. I don't and understand what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> Women don't like rape jokes. I don't understand. <laughs> like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. you I, did either of you listen to the audiobook? I did not. Okay, I uh, listened I did. to it. Okay. Does he talk like this? Yes. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> His voice, like the narrator, the way they choose to do <laughs> Brian's voice is very like, bro. Like, yeah. But like. Surfer dude. Yeah. Dummy like, dummy. Basically, yes. So it works. <laughs> so, okay. So they have successfully created a character right there. We so, all know exactly so what he's like. the reader of the audiobook was like, uh. <laughs> everyone listening to this podcast knows exactly who brian is <laughs> um for me another problematic character was may mm-hmm. I... <laughs> <laughs> tell us tell us what you mean tell us Catherine. how you feel about may <laughs> may is the reason the whole thing happened at yeah. the party and she gets very little comeuppance for that right and yeah. Yeah, you feel bad about it, but you did this to your friend. Why weren't you watching out for them? Because yeah. you knew they never drink. This is clearly going to affect them differently than it's affecting you. Yeah. I and they don't know why they're feeling this way because they didn't drink on purpose. Right. I'll tell you what, when they're talking about like who should be taken to the police, I'm like, maybe, uh, maybe the one who like drugged someone. Yeah. Yes. I was yes. I can't even like, <laughs> to me, that is the worst character in the book. Yeah. Yeah. Like, who does that? I, I mean, I know, know people do, but. Yeah. But like dang. when you hear, you don't hear about like, that's the other thing that I think is uh, when you were talking about uh, this being a book about women's empowerment and all this stuff. Yeah. None of these girls are nice to each other. Really. Well, May and Jessa really well, like each other. May and Jessa, but even fine. they but have like, like a you know it co- uncovers at the end. They kind of have been having hurt feelings about. Different I'm like, things, yeah, they're kind of nice to each other until one of them leans into the other one about like her choices that she's made about her body, and like gets all mad about. There's no and her beliefs. Women yeah. supporting other women in this book, right? They're all like at each other and i'm just like I, mm, I don't like it i don't even feel like they were at each other as much as they were like just disengaged from one another really they weren't yeah 
I didn't feel like anybody was. They weren't particularly supportive of each other. Yeah, they so, just yeah. weren't. Yeah, I they were know. like living side by side, but not together. So, I mean, but I yeah. certainly had feelings about this book, so it invoked feelings in me. There were parts of it, like you know, I think for me the survival stuff was interesting. I like because yeah. I knew there was a mystery coming. I kept being like, "When is this mystery going to start?" Yeah. So, but if I had thought if this is just about them trying to survive until they get rescued and the rest of the book had continued that way, I would have been great. The mystery, I think, like you were saying, Patty, I think a teenager would, you know, a younger end teenager would be more into that than I was because I felt like it was um, kind of yes. telegraphed who was responsible and stuff. But yeah, then the end is more like you, sh- you can read the end without reading the rest of the book and just kind of get your, get your speech. I also don't know what the point of the raccoon story was. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> I was upset Other about that. that. To make me upset. Right. I don't. What I, was that? I thought for sure that was cruelty. tied in somehow that somebody was like. It just felt cruel. Yeah. yeah. And nonsensical. I don't understand. And right. there's only one raccoon on the entire on the island. whole island. And one turkey thing. I was also mad about that scene. Like, it's like a beautiful, and they describe like, look, listen how beautiful it was. Its feathers were purple. Its eye was like a ruby. (laughs) I know. know. It had a call that sounded like angels singing. Let's kill it. (laughs) I was like, what? Me too. I was like, don't kill it. And then the scenes where they're like ripping the feathers. I was like, no. Can you please go back to fishing? Clearly there are more of those birds on the island. I could believe the birds. I was like, that bird probably has eggs somewhere. That's now what I was thinking. And That's can't so you funny. just hunt for the eggs instead we were, of killing the yeah, bird? Yeah, we were both being like, why? <laughs> that shows you maybe there's a flaw in either us or this book that we had more sympathy and more emotion over the non-named animals <laughs> than over any of the human characters. They did name the raccoon, though. Oh, that's they right. They were calling him Rocket. That's right. That's right. Well, I love Rocket. I'll take all of this out, but <laughs> I don't know. I just don't see the point in putting cruel stories about animals in when they serve no purpose. I guess the bird did feed them. It did feed them. But it was, them. like, very, like... <laughs> that felt like a speech, too, about um, where we get our food and, you know vegetarianism and several speeches in this book yeah and may being all like i'm not eating it i'm like okay we'll see how real life how your morals go when you're starving she didn't but i think is that a realistic thing i don't know because they're supposed to be pretty hungry and they've been doing a lot more of like physical stuff and anyway yeah i was thinking about that too because i was like they are not yes they're eating a whole bunch of fruit but that it's is not right a balanced diet, <laughs> right? These yeah. kids, okay, no. In any real world, these these kids would have been dead. Like, first of all, the fact they survive the plane crash and like one guy's unconscious for a little while and somebody else has a broken arm. Which oh, I thought for sure she was gonna die from that arm wound because the way they talked about have. it was like. It sounded to me like a compound fracture and like Yes. And you're telling me it didn't get infected. It did get infected. Yeah. But like But she managed to hang on because she, they poured ten miniature bottles of yeah, vodka in yeah, it. Yeah. That doesn't actually help anything. Um would not actually work. Yeah. 
I felt like that was, honey, that, I was like, that's honey a TV actually would have worked. Bizarrely enough. Did you know that? I did. Yes, and I garlic. Honey would have helped, but vodka, <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> they didn't have honey. She would have had to write a whole bee scene. <laughs> Elliot would have been like, I bees. used to be a beekeeper when I was a boy. <laughs> and I, know and how I you went both camping a lot. in books. Haven't you guys ever been camping where you had to make your own beekeeping suit? Hand me those palm fronds. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds about right. So this book uh, was not a win for me. I know I've bashed this book a lot, but honestly, I kind of put it in the middle for me because, the survi- like I said, the survival part to me was entertaining. It's in the middle for me, too. It's on the low. It's like it's not the worst book I've ever read. Believe me. Oh, we know. Um. <laughs> we all know what that book is. That was my my pick. <laughs> it was real bad, y'all. Um, but this is this was is like and like I I just fundamentally feel like this is not a grown up book. This is not a book for grown ups. Like I just it's it is a book for teenagers. Which yeah. is exactly Fair. what it is. But I feel like sometimes when we read the YA books, there is still some, I can enjoy it. And like, there's like. I would say, yeah, this falls more on the like teen side of YA. Yeah, very much so. The mm-hmm. preachy, the preachy morality play of it is directed directly at teens. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is not for me. It's just making me angry. And I want to punch Brian. In. <laughs> just in the face, huh? Um, <laughs> sunburned face. I said that because this is a podcast. (laughs) He deserves it. Well, does anybody have a read-alike they would recommend? Or something to read instead? I do. (laughs) And it's it's both a read-alike and uh, something to read instead. (laughs) And that is Beauty Queens by Libba Bray. Oh, right. If you're looking... Yes. So what this book actually made me want to do is reread Beauty Queens because... Beauty Queens is about a plane of pageant contestants that crash lands on an island just like this. Um, They do amazingly survive a crash landing, which is, again, a little outrageous. And this book just leans in hard to just being ridiculous. I was going to say ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And silly and hilarious because, okay, there's Miss Texas, and Miss Texas decides, by God, we are going to be rescued, and when we are rescued, we are going to be the best survivalists ever. And these girls proceed to survive amazingly well. <laughs> there's also some reality TV pirates that show up at one point, and there's like some people on the island that are like evil, running a corporation that they don't want them to find. So there's like a whole bunch of stuff happening in this book. It is banana pants. And hilarious, and also deals with a lot of the same sorts of social issues this book is trying to deal with, mm-hmm. but does it in a way that is not preachy because and actually shows that these girls who were all um, competitors when they crashed, all sort of they become friends and they work together and. Like there's one girl who is um, Indian American and she's going to be a doctor and she's very serious. And like that is 
the persona that she has lived her whole life by. But really she's a valley girl and she just wants to have fun. She kind of wants to be a DJ. <laughs> and like um, there is a trans girl on, there is um, race relations. There's all of this stuff that's wrapped up in this crazy, ridiculously hilarious bonkers story. And it's so funny and it is just a delight to read. And I, every, I, it was really hard to continue to read this book and not just put this book down and go pick up Beauty Queens. Mm. So high recommend Beauty Queens by Libba Bray. Sarah? Um, I would say if you really want like a um, gritty, disturbing island survival story, you need to go back to the classic Lord of the Flies. <laughs> and uh, okay, so I'll leave that there because most of you probably have had to read that at some point during your I got career. out of it. I never had to. I've never read it. Oh my gosh. Well, you need to read it. I have no desire to. But, but prepare to be same. upset. My roommate read it. No. If you, <laughs> now, now I really have no desire to read it if you said prepare to be upset. My roommate no, ended up having to read it four times or something Ew. like that. And she was I've like, read I it more than once. And I've read it once just for my own, like. Of course you have. I mean, I like stories like that. I know, know that's what I'm saying. I know that, I would say if you want more of like the mystery type element in an island, this one, um, which I've only like just really cracked the cover of, but it's called Never Coming Home by Kate Williams. And it's about an island that's a resort that started by this corporation. It's called like Unknown Island and it's supposed to be super glam. And so for their soft opening, they've invited these 10 young social influencers to come to the island and, uh, you know, kind of use social media to promote it. But according to the jacket, I haven't gotten far enough into it to find mystery yet. But they all have secrets. Are there dinosaurs involved? Because no. No, <laughs> no dinosaurs, as far as I know. But they all have secrets, and somebody's hiding a deadly secret, and that somebody else has decided it's payback time. So that kind of sounds like no accident where there's, you know more at play than just we're on a fun island but they aren't trapped necessarily i don't well they set it up at the beginning like there's only one way off this island well there is so always maybe. You're always trapped on an island yeah. because like something will happen it is a nice cover and then if you want this is not a book but a television show that kind of um i think encapsulates the no accident vibes but a little but grittier is um the wilds which is on um amazon prime and that is about a plane crash on an island. It's a bunch of girls. They're trying to survive. They're also, you know, uncovering each other's secrets and figuring out their relationships and how those change now that they don't have the so social structure that they were used to. But there's also, like, something mysterious happening on this island, and can oh, they see, figure that out and survive? I hadn't heard of that one. It made me think of Yellow Jackets on Showtime. Yeah, which I understand. Is, I haven't watched that one, but I, have, I understand that's also... It, it's let's survive an island together it's a forest oh okay but similar plane crash teen girls and then there's the flash like those are flashbacks because currently they're adults and it's like what happened oh okay it's influenced and they're like that dude that is not a show for teens <laughs> i haven't watched it because i don't i'm not into i believe it has cannibalism involved in it oh, i dear. am not going there um i would say I do want to bring up, I, I talked about Beauty Queens, but also um, Speak by Laurie Hales Anderson um, is sort of the, 
the big book about sexual assault and rape and dealing with the ramifications of that. And um, if you are interested in those issues and that particular theme, theme, if you have not read Speak, it is an incredibly powerful, well-written book. So, yeah, I wanted to bring that one up too. (laughs) And Catherine, you have one. Yeah, I, I'm going to talk about two different books. Neither of mine take place on an island. Okay. Okay. Well, I guess How New is York, this a question? you could consider. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait. I'm like, hold up. <laughs> All right, fine. The island of New no, York. No desert island. No. Okay. Um, But, yeah. Uh, the one I talked about last week, This is the Way the World Ends by yes. Jen Wilde. So I think it is a good read-alike, or it could work as a read-alike for last week's episode, and it works for this week's episode because it is like a survival book. There's like a catastrophic event that happens, which wipes out like everything, like the whole grid. Like there's no power. There's no computers. There's no cell service. There's nothing. So they're having to survive that while also surviving someone who's trying to kill them. Mm. Like because... There's a conspiracy going on, which ties into, like, Promise Boys. So you could go with that. There's a conspiracy by adults, and these teens are trying to figure it out and solve some murders. Okay. (laughs) I just feel like if there was some sort of catastrophic event, I would be too busy just trying to survive to be bothered to, one, either try to murder and take revenge on someone or to solve a murder. Well, there's more to it if you actually read that book. Okay. (laughs) These people... I'm not going to say more, but okay. They want to take out these teens because they're trying to stop something. But anyway, okay. yeah. all right. And if somebody's um, trying fine. to kill you, you I mean, might then be I would to have. A, I would but have. But they're locked in a building because the adults here that have this big plan, they have locked down this building because other things are happening. I don't want to like ruin yeah. the right. whole yeah, story because there's a bunch of like <laughs> intrigue and different things happening. Okay, that's What's the name of this book fun. again. Yeah. This is the way the world ends. This okay. is the way the world ends. Going to put that on my later list. But then the survival parts, like just trying to survive and get out and figure out ways with no technology how to do different things, that plays well with this book. Today's book. Yes. So, because it's like a group of like five to seven teens that are all trying to like so six. Work together. Hmm? Is it six? I can't remember how many it is. <laughs> it's at least five, but sure. Maybe seven. Uh, I don't know. It's five and a half. Jeez. <laughs> is it the right side or the left side that's the half? It's the top half. <laughs> this is the way the world ends is a little more deadly than no accident. Someone could have died in this book. Actually, someone but I'm did. Saying coach. People do die. Part, yeah. of, part of their group might die. And this is the way the world ends. So that's why I'm saying it's a little more deadly. I'm Not okay everybody's going to make it. I did it. keep expecting someone in this book to die. And spoiler, no one does. I know. It's disappointing. It was, was <laughs> like, <laughs> the stakes aren't particularly high here. But if you want, like, a, if you want to read a book that's like the survival, dystopian survival, something happens and they're all trying to survive. And you know I, I would, do. Recommend Dry by Neil Neil Schusterman and Jared Schusterman. Uh, This one, there's a drought, or they call it the tap out. So, like, water has run scarce. Uh, In this one, the way they get the parents out of the scene is the parents have gone, like, they've driven to somewhere where they can go get water. But then, like, 
all heck breaks loose. And so these teens that are left are trying to survive. That's also going on my later list. I think you would like it, Sarah. If you said dystopia, you don't have to say much and more. he's it, a really good writer. Like, I think you would really that's what I was like his say. stuff. This, this is also, like, very well written. Yeah. I was not thinking I was going to enjoy it because this isn't my type of book. But I had to read it for the Georgia Peach Award Committee. And I ended up, like, really liking it. I was, like, pleasantly surprised. I was, like, I really got invested in this story. And I was, like, okay. I think it helped. Like, I think he's such a good writer. Yes. That you just kind of, it, it doesn't matter what he's writing about. Yep. Okay. So You sold me. And it's a standalone. <gasps> Miracle of miracles. And there are parents. Okay. They're just not necessarily present. Okay. But they're off doing Everybody's something important. Everybody's doing their own thing, right? They are trying to support their children by getting them water. They didn't just abandon them. Exactly. Okay. But now I want to hear about what we're going to read for next time. Will it be more murder? No. I doubt it because Patty's picking. <laughs> oh, darn. I, look, I love a good murder as much as the next girl, but we have read several books involving a lot of violence and murder and mystery and mayhem. And I have chosen less that. <laughs> Next time, we are going to be reading Cafe Con Lici by Emery Lee. And it is the story of two rivals. So it does have enemies to lovers, Sarah, I guess. Super. So, might not be super about that, but... Um, it is about two boys who have uh, parents or both have cafes and a new restaurant opens in town that could take their business away from both of them and they have to work together. And that's all I'm going to say about that. But um, and of course, they are going to fall in love because it is a romance. I don't believe anybody dies. Or you hope they are. I don't believe there's a murder or a mystery. Um I don't know. I haven't read it yet. Uh, I'm assuming <laughs> there is not a murder mystery. If I'm wrong, forgive me. All right. We're looking forward to that one. Maybe. I, I'm pretty sure it's a standalone. Well, that part's good. They have parents. That part's also good. They're mentioned specifically in the um, publisher's description of them. So, you know, and they're not really enemies. They're just not really friends. Okay, I'll try it. <laughs> Do I have a choice? No, <laughs> you don't. I read this one. This has been another episode of Spill Lit by the Gwinnett County Public Library. I'm Patty. I'm Catherine. And I'm Sarah. And we want you to join us next time as we spill the tea on Cafe Con Lychee. And remember to like, review, and subscribe. Until next time, keep reading. Mm -hmm.